Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Naptown B podcast with your host, Justin and Jacob. We are here for another week of indie sports, Indiana sports, uh, where we talk, you know, sometimes college, sometimes, you know, the minor leagues, Colts, Pacers, all of the sorts. And if you can't tell from what we're wearing today, today is all the Pacers. Well, it's not all the Pacers. We're going to talk about more than just the Pacers. Usually we skip the Pacers, Jacob. We went a little crazy. We're going to talk about the Pacers today. But... (laughs) We'll get more into that. Uh, Jacob, guess what? I don't know. It's uh, currently Tuesday night. I mean, nine, nine o'clock. PM. What happens on? I mean, the NHL playoffs are, are currently going on right now. But um, correct, correct. We don't have a team, so that's cool. Um, so IU they played in the national championship in men's soccer against Marshall last night, and they lost in overtime. So. So close to having national champions here in Indiana. And they lost in overtime. It it was 0-0 going into overtime. So That that just surprises me. I didn't know like Indiana had that good of a soccer program until they came to Butler. I think it was two or three years ago and Mm -hmm. played there and like packed the house. And I was like, I did not know Indiana soccer was this big. At this point, it wasn't this season. It was last season. Um, So they were the number three team in the nation when they came to Butler and completely packed the house where Butler knocked them off. But yeah, I use always had like a, they've always been one of those programs. that's like one of the best there. If if you have, you know, the blue bloods and March madness, IU is that kind of a team in soccer for college sports. Gotcha. Uh, So as we're talking about teams that are red and not blue, uh, the Indy Indians (laughs) have started playing um jacob we didn't realize this last week but they they play a lot uh and by a lot i mean they play every single night of the week except for monday and i did not realize this that's uh that's crazy i mean they gotta have a a decent enough roster where they can cycle guys in uh obviously the pitching rotation is is going to be deep enough but even the the infield and maybe not so much the outfielders but definitely the infield positions they have to rotate it's you know if they're playing six out of seven or four out of five days a week. That's crazy. 
Yeah, so they're currently seven and four uh, right now. They're currently playing St. Paul, which they are brutally murdering uh, seven to one right now. So seven and four is not terrible. Uh, they're going to, uh, if, if you missed a game, uh, be sure to just, you know, wait till tomorrow. This is kind of like Indiana weather. If you like the weather now, just wait. Or if you don't like the weather, just wait till tomorrow wait till and tomorrow. We'll see what yeah. we got. So, and they, they rotate. So they play a series on the road. They play a series at home. Currently they're on the road. Actually the next series they're on the road again. Then, uh, you know, they're back home. They're on the road, back home. On the road they just i mean i guess you're either on the road or not so but they they play every day until september 19th again not on mondays though so and they're always at night so uh, most monday of the time, must be the uh the universal rest day where they're just like all right you <laughs> yeah. take monday off uh have your monday as you wish uh just be ready to play <laughs> go to practice like six days <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so I, I was looking at the schedule here in August on August 4th. It's a Wednesday. Uh, they have a double header against their team on the road. Game one's at five Oh eight, five Oh eight PM, which means they're going to play. Well, they're going to play. And then they have a game immediately afterwards, probably at like eight o'clock, like immediately afterwards, but it's a makeup game from a game that was postponed uh, back on the 7th of May, May. I'm sorry, May 8th. Because uh, of inclement weather, so then you got to factor in that. Like, what happens when a game gets postponed? Like, you just push it in later in the season, then you have a double header. Yeah. So you play seven games in six days. Oh god, minor league baseball, <laughs> man. Up. They they want to make it to the pros, so this is what they got to do, I guess. Yeah. So they got to grind. They got. I mean, how how much more of a chance do you have to get noticed if you play six out of seven days a week? I mean, your odds exponentially go up. True. So your stats are going to look either really great or really awful <laughs> or really bad. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to mix things up here. Usually, this is where we talk about the Pacers for about thirty seconds. We're going to talk about the Colts, um, and we're going to come back to the Pacers. So hopefully we don't lose all of our listeners right after we talk about the Colts because we've got some really good stuff to talk about the Pacers on. So first off, uh, today came out Darius Leonard expecting to sign in the 18 million per year range. Uh, That's per Ian Rappaport. It's pretty good for uh, the best one one of the top, uh, I would say top five linebacker in the league. Yeah. For sure. I think this actually puts him on track to be the highest paid linebacker in NFL NFL history, in NFL history. history. Yeah. Yeah. So So. the interesting thing will be the timing because linebacker Fred Warner from the 49ers also expected to sign this offseason. So we'll see who sets the market first, um, because both of them are going to be one of the two of them are going to be the highest in the ever. It's just going to be which one. Right. And I, and you see that same thing with, I would say, almost every other position. You have to get that first guy out of the way, especially the quarterback position. You have to get the first guy out of the way and then everybody else just that's what they're building. Off the of. I know we yeah, we talked about that. Uh, oh, gosh, probably a year ago now when Patrick Mahomes before he got his big deal and Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott. It was, you know, who's going to fold first and, and who's going to set the mark. So. Yep. Uh, and I mean, kind of talking about that, too. This is not Colts related. I'm sorry, guys. There's a lot of talks about Aaron Rodgers and how he has been offered or might have been offered a contract higher than Patrick Mahomes, which is 50 a year. So <laughs> I don't know for, what's going on in Green Bay. For how long? 
that's it's got to be like two or three years but just something to keep him there like 160 for three years that'd be crazy oh god that'd be that that's like nba money at this point yeah it is like so back back to the colts yes last week yeah so last week the schedule was released for all 32 teams like 400 something games uh seven remember we have 18 weeks this season. Uh, we have 17 games with one bye week. And guys, we drew the 14th week for our bye week out of 18, which is kind of interesting uh, yeah. to have a bye week that late. I, I don't know if I like it yet or if, like, I don't know if I love having a week 14 bye week because now we have to play 13 weeks before we get a break. That could be rough. That could be, I mean, we could yeah. be limping. You never know because yeah. sometimes you get that week eight, week nine bye week, and you're just like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> we need this bye week." Well, we'll think back to the Steelers last season because I feel like theirs constantly got pushed back because of COVID and, and other teams, uh, other teams having COVID when they were set to play the Steelers, so they had a later bye week. But I did see one interesting thing about it floating out on social media. Apparently, for like the last three or four seasons, whichever team, one of the teams that have had the latest bye week, have won that Super Bowl. Uh, so last year, you know, it was the Buccaneers, everything like that. So the Colts are one of four teams to have the bye week in week 14. I believe it's the the Colts, the Dolphins, the Ravens, and I'm blanking on the fourth no. team. But, so, uh, so you stole my story here, Jacob. Okay. But uh, so, yeah, so in 2016, the Patriots won in, uh, with a week nine by 2017. The Eagles won with a week 10 bye week. 2018, yep. the Patriots won with a week 11 uh, 19 week 12 the chiefs uh week 12 by week with the chiefs they won so we're going uh by week 9 10 11 12 last year was week 13 by week the buccaneers won this year week 14 is a bye week and the f- the four teams on a bye week this year are the patriots dolphins eagles and colts okay so i flopped i flopped the bird that's okay uh, you're, you're um, all right yeah, I like our odds out of those four teams. Of those four teams, I love our odds because I don't think the Patriots are going to be there. I don't think the Dolphins are, are – they're good, but I don't think they're great yet. Yeah. Uh, the Eagles, I, you don't know. I mean, new new head coach. I mean, new system, new everything. The Colts, if we're focusing on one of these four teams will win the Super Bowl this year, I like the Colts out of this. <laughs> and that's yeah, not just being a homer. That I, it's no. just they're the better team. If you narrow it down to that scope, then sure. Yeah, I <laughs> you got me on this one. I was like, oh no, you stole it. I know. Uh, yeah, I didn't mention it, that. It is funny uh, how that works out, and just I mean, talking about the schedule there too. The week fifteen, we play the Patriots, so both of us are coming yeah. off of a bye week, ready for each other, and it's Colts Patriots. Like that's gonna. I, be I great. really like that. I, I think that's how, I mean, I don't know if this is how that's normally how the NFL does it, but I think that's only right. You know, you play the two teams that are one of the four teams that are coming off the bye week together. I think that that makes sense to me. Yeah. It's like, you know, teams that come from London, their next week should be a bye week and right stuff like that. If it's, or if you have a Thursday night game, like you should, your next opponent should also have like a bye week that week or something. It's sure semantics but i i know it's much harder than that there's a lot that goes into schedule building especially since they didn't have as much time to do it with adding a 17th game 
Um, but yeah, so Jacob, let's talk about some of our most exciting games to look out for. So I, I'll go ahead and start this one. I'll give you some time to think about it. Look at the schedule. So I picked week 11 at Buffalo. My biggest question, will it be snowing? Because it's late November. It could be snowing in Buffalo. And also this is a playoff rematch. If everybody remembers, Buffalo put us out of the playoffs last year for one of like their first playoff wins in like 500 years. Uh, since I think they I were mean, in the Super Bowl last time. So all that said, it wasn't that that far off of a game though. It's no, not it like wasn't. they like handedly beat us. It's like we were still in that until the very end. So yeah, 100 percent That's 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 a huge, huge thing there is that we we were a play or two away from winning that game. I mean, a couple mistakes going the other way. We could have been yeah. in the divisional round. So that that's my uh most exciting game to look out for this season. Um, what, what about yours? So I think I'm going to have to go with our first primetime game, Monday night football week five against at actually the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I, I think it'll be a good enough game five weeks in. You know, we'll have our feet under us. It's not like it's week one in Jacksonville all over again. Uh, we'll have our feet under us. New players can have time to adjust to the system. Carson Wentz can start building chemistry. People can start figuring out the new pieces. Uh, and it's, you know, it's a good time to, uh, to, to use this game as a measuring stick as well, because the Ravens are a fairly good team. And if, you know, we're, we're somehow at least playing to their par or surpassing them in week five, I feel like that's a pretty good measuring stick of, of where we're at that far and, and what's to hope for the rest of the season. Yeah. I mean, I, I looked at this game and I was like, you know, this, this would be the too easy of a one. Like I feel like, but I guess the Buffalo also, yeah. I mean, they're both good teams that we have to, these, these are both teams that you have to step up. Yes. If you don't step up, you're not a good team anymore. Like this, this yeah. is what's going to make you a good team if to win these games. And um, and also picking a game week five, I thought it was also too early because like you always want to have something to look forward to. So like if my most exciting game is week five, what's the point of watching, you know, the rest of the season? But uh, there's I mean, there's plenty of more exciting options. I just that one really second there's a, week five. So there's a lot of good games that the Colts have yeah. this year. I mean, we're going to we're going to talk more about this probably next week and leading up to the season and, you know, really break down into this schedule and come up with some predictions. I know I'm currently working on an article about breaking down each week and my thoughts and my prediction for this schedule as of now, again, May 18th, 2021. Yep. Uh, we all, we'll see what happens in September, but <laughs> yeah. So Games to watch out for. Now, these are games that, you know, are going to be a lot closer than what we're anticipating. And games that, you know, we could lose. Like, games that you should win, but might not. I mean, yeah. what we call, you know, trap games. Games that should be just flat out be easy. And I'm going week 10. And for those of you quickly looking, what's week 10? It's at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars for the first time of the season. Not on the road at Jacksonville week one, at home against Jacksonville. And I say this because they're coming, we're coming off of a long rest period because we play Thursday night in week, uh, week nine. So we're playing Thursday night at home against the Jets. Have that extra weekend, extra time off. You know, you're coming back and you're like, okay, here we go. You're thinking, oh, I got to go to Buffalo next week. 
that's going to be a tough game. Jacksonville's Jacksonville's Jacksonville. Who cares? But this is week 10. Trevor Lawrence should already know how to play football in the NFL. Now you've had nine, maybe eight, nine games. He should know how to be an NFL quarterback. That offense should be gelling at this point. The defense should know what's going on. Maybe they might figure out their running back dual system, their dual running back system with Travis Etienne and James Robinson. I I kind of can see the Jacksonville Jaguars coming into Indy and upsetting Indy. It wouldn't be the first time. I I have to agree with you here. I totally think that could happen. Arguably. The Jaguars, I think, have the yeah, they have the best receiving core, I think, out of out of all the AFC South teams. I, I feel comfortable saying that. Um, I think we're close to them, but by that time, week ten, like you mentioned, Trevor Lawrence, it's got his rhythm, got it going. I, I think that dual running back system, as much as people are poking fun at it, I think that's gonna be actually very hard to deal with if if Urban Meyer can somehow figure out a way to use them both effectively. Uh the recent news is uh ETN is not taking any running back snaps at workouts. He's only lining up as a wide receiver, which okay. Um that's awesome if he's you know gonna start him at running back and also be able to to get his wide receiver reps in. But yeah, I think that'll be an interesting team to watch. Uh, honestly, with Jacksonville, we should know by week five or seven what they're going to be. That's generally the time where they're either going to look mm-hmm. to not play as well or look to actually be competitive. So uh, this is also if Trevor Lawrence is is healthy by this time too. I mean, coming off all those uh, surgeries he's had in the offseason, what's that going to look like? How is that going to impact him in his rookie year so i think that one's a good one i'm actually gonna go three weeks later uh week 13 when we go down to texas to play the houston texans uh this will be our last game before a very late bye week like we mentioned so i think we're gonna be we're gonna be tired we're gonna be pretty darn exhausted by that point plus you get a division rival that you haven't seen in seven weeks for now because we do play the texans earlier in the season and I don't think they're going to be as locked in as they normally would be. Also, this is coming off a week 12 opponent, the reigning Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So you get, like you said, week 10, you get Jacksonville, week 11, Buffalo, week 12, Buccaneers, week 13, Houston Texans looking forward to that bye week. So if you're going to drop a game, it's going to be the Texans game, uh, especially on the road right before the bye week. So that's that's where I'm leaning. Also, it makes me a little nervous because this game could potentially have division standing implications for us as we play the Texans week 13 and then Jacksonville to end the season. And that's it. So we better have a, a pretty firm lead by that point. If you want to drop a game uh, or like you said, drop a game to Jacksonville, drop a game to Houston uh, in that, that sequence there, you better have a pretty good lead in the early season on the division. Yeah. I mean, divisional games are what makes and breaks your, I mean, tiebreakers. I mean, we looked at it yeah. last year with tiebreakers the Titans won that tiebreaker. We had the same record, but, and we split our series, but it came down to tiebreakers and you got to win the division games. There's, I mean, that's yep. what you play for. Um, so that's, that's such a weird, that's going to be a long stretch. I feel like for the team and for us fans, I mean, cause like we said, Jacksonville at home, then you go to Buffalo, you then go to, I'm drawing a blank. You go, uh, you host the Buccaneers. You right, right. So you go to Buffalo, you come home, you host Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. That's going to yep. feel like a Colts Patriots rivalry matchup. That's not going to be Colts sure. Patriots. Also, Bruce Arians is coming back to town. So let's yep. not forget about Bruce Arians coming back to town. So that's going to be a 
what happens here. This is going to be Tom Brady's first game back in Indy since 2015, uh, where the Patriots defeated the Colts 34 to 27. So this is going to be a big game. Um, and the super team that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are returning all 22 starters from the Super Bowl, that's going to be a very tough game. Uh, then, yeah, then you go to Houston. This is the game that you overlook because, you know, you're like, oh, God, this is a tough stretch. Got to limp into the bye week potentially. And then coming right out of the bye week, you host the New England Patriots. So you're like, you you host the Patriots, you go to Houston, you have a bye week, you host the Patriots again. Like <laughs> It's like, oh, yeah. God, that's such a weird week. And then if you really want to get further into it, then in six days, you fly to Arizona to play Arizona on Christmas. Yeah, that's a that's a not so much rough as the opponent, but just going to be rough on the players where you have your bye week. Then you have the Patriots who aren't a team you can snooze at. And then you have to put so much effort into the Christmas game. And not only is Christmas away from the family, Christmas, all this, it's like you're like not at home. You're you're flying out to Arizona. So and then you come back and you get to go to Florida to play the Jaguars. So it's going to be a rough I think it's going to be a rough stretch. I really do. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll dive further into the, this yeah. schedule. And it just dawned on me. Our last three games are all on the road because you have the Cardinals at Christmas. Then you have the Raiders week 17, Jacksonville week 18, all on the road. Ra- Raiders are at home. Uh, we, we played them on the road last year, so we get them home oh. this year. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, but, but still, that would that would really suck to go to Arizona, fly home, fly out to Las Vegas, fly yeah. home. <laughs> like, yeah. if, if that would be that would be really tough, and I I would not love the NFL for that. <laughs> yeah, that, you got to get a divisional game. That's the thing. Like, you can't. Yeah, the Raiders better not be our last home game of the season. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> because if week 17 against the Raiders are the last home game, we don't have, we don't end at home or we don't have a home playoff. I'm going to be upset. Yeah. Anyways, I, I feel like they could do, you could do enough work in the, in the first half of the season to prevent that, but we'll yeah. see. All right. Pacers fans. We are here. Hopefully you're still listening to us after 21 minutes of mostly Colts talk. And some random Indians and IU talk. Uh, so, guys, I said it last week. I went on a kind of a rant. <laughs> Pacers need to suck for five to ten years. I, I I read your comments on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. I still fully believe it. I, I still think the, the Pacers need to suck for five to ten years to really get good. Um, I think the roster that they have now is not going to be good enough to compete in the East. I just, I, I mean, Sabonis is great. I, I love him. Turner's great. I love him. I mean, he led the block. He's the blocking champion this year. Um, yeah. McConnell has the most steals in the league coming off the bench. Jacoby Brissett. I'm sorry, not Jacoby Brissett. The other Brissett in Indiana. <laughs> He could be our next star. I don't know. I've watched one game, and that was today. <laughs> All season, yeah, I uh, watched today's game. It's a little advantageous, but we're getting there. It's just so Brissett had what 
33 minutes today, 23 points. That's he looked good when he was playing. Yeah. I mean, he's been setting career highs, which granted, this is his first major action with the Pacers in the NBA. But no, I mean, he does everything you want him to do. I just don't know if he's primed for long term success. But yeah, I could be wrong. But the thing here, and we need to pump the brakes, first of all, on the Pacers, because guys, we played the 10th seed Hornets. 10th without a healthy Lamella. Lamella played a little bit. Lamelo is not. Well, they were without Gordon Hayward too. So we play. They missed half their roster. We missed half our roster. We need to really pump the brakes. This was literally just a wreck game today. I I I don't know how much stock value I can put into today's win. One hundred and forty-four to one hundred and seventeen. I don't know how much you can put into that. Just because of how many people are out. I mean, we still had Sabonis. We still have Brogdon. I get. Yeah. The the thing was Sabonis and Brogdon were coming back from injury and both played well, but not like like oh they were in midseason form well or like gearing up for the playoffs well. It was okay, they came back from injury. This is what we would expect. And like Brogdon or Sabonis, yeah, he had a double double, but it took him a little longer to get there than usual. He had most of his rebound. I think he had twenty rebounds in the first half, but didn't have hardly any points, and then just started picking him up early in the second half. So there, there were definitely some things you could point to in this game that aren't great. I think you got really lucky playing a Hornets team that just could not hit. Like, they they missed bad from deep. And I, I think it's funny. Miles Turner is the block champion. TJ McConnell is the steals champion. Yet, I don't necessarily know if it's defense that won this game. It's not like we were... I mean, we had some good possessions defensively, but I don't think we were necessarily preventing them from making shots. I just don't think they were hitting shots, which is not great either. Uh, so, yes, we won 144 to 117, but uh, you got to play Wizards or the Celtics next. Uh, I don't know. That's going to be much tougher. This is such a weird. Yeah. So, I mean, to start off, we play the what the loser of the 7-8 game, which is yep. Celtics and Wizards. They're currently playing while we're recording. We both have it up on a different screen. Uh, just kind of glancing over. This game's really close. Right now it's 37-37 with about five minutes left in the second half or second quarter. I I don't know how this is going. And I to be honest, I, which team do you want to play? I mean, do you want to play yeah. Boston, who's kind of not performing the way they should be performing, or do you want to play a really hot Wizards team? Like <laughs> The thing about it is the Wizards confuse me entirely. Like, what's the point of winning the playoffs? Like, what is the point of advancing farther when you have an aging Russell Westbrook, an aging Bradley Beal that throughout the entirety of the season was talked about moving on or being traded? Like, I just, I don't know. You could say the same thing about the Pacers. Like, what's the point of moving on when you're inevitably, the farthest you can go is to face well, in the play-in scenario, the farthest you can go is to be the eighth seed and face the 76ers in the first round of the playoffs. Okay, that's not great. And I don't know how the rest of the bracket shakes out, but then somehow you get past the 76ers, your next matchup isn't going to be great because you have the Nets and the Bucks and and everybody like that. So I, yeah, I... It only gets I harder. Pride. Yeah. When, it, winning it one more game harder. only gets much, much harder. Which, I mean, which should be the point. Like, that, that should be the point with yeah. the playoffs. But... I just don't know if if it's worth it. And obviously the Pacers, the players do, the organization does, and I pride them for it. But it's like, 
All right, guys, are we going to be able to roll with this taxi squad of a of a lineup here into the playoffs? Because you're not getting Warren back. You're probably not getting Miles Turner back. Uh, Karis LeVert's a COVID issue. Lord knows how long that could take. Jeremy Lamb is seriously not playing anymore. So it's like, like all those signs leading into the playoffs pointed me towards a team that is resting guys that they want for next season or that they just don't want to risk re-injuring something for the next season, not the a team that's gearing up to make a playoff run. So, I don't know. Like I said, this game completely proved everything we talked about wrong. Even the, the broadcasters for TNT were like, yeah, the Pacers really just turned on everybody and put out this great showing. It's like, yeah, they did, but it's like nobody really wanted them to. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Like, they needed to lose this game. And, and they could still lose next uh, their oh, next sure. playing game to sure. whoever team loses this game. And we wouldn't be in an awful position. We'll be literally right in the middle of the pack. If the NBA really wanted to get competitive, they would honestly drop it down to six teams that make the playoffs and give two bye weeks to, or bye weeks, make the first round like, you know, a best of five series again and give, you know, the bye series to another team. But I mean, those could last long. But you make that, if you make those first five games and, you know, do it freaking minor league baseball style and playing back to back to back to back. Uh, I mean, that, that could work, but yeah, seven and eight in the East, just, they don't matter. Like if you're Especially a seven or eighth ranked team, like you're just in the playoffs to be in like, I don't know, extent may have that chance. Like, wait, is yeah. Hassan Whiteside on the Washington? I was about to say uh, bullets wizards. I think I just I saw Whiteside thought, playing right now. Sorry, I thought random he was thought. on the Kings. Also, but... Tristan Thompson's a Celtic. I didn't realize that. He is. That was, that was an awesome Okay, so so that's that story is interesting. We can go on off on a side tangent. He was in off-season acquisition through free agency. Did not play what they thought remotely he was going to be able to do. Maybe he got injured, but it, he was not playing well regardless. So Daniel Tice becomes a starter. Then Daniel Tice gets traded. And Robert Williams III is now the starter. Um, and then they have someone else that backs him up now because it's not really Tristan Thompson either. Uh, they have – oh, no, Tristan Thompson does back him up. They have Luke Cornett as their third center. Uh, but, yeah, the Celtics did a lot at the trade deadline. They brought in Evan Fournier. Um, and who else? They brought in somebody else. Uh, Jabari Parker. Yeah, those are the two guys. So oh, I forgot they drafted Romeo Langford. He's never, never played. Yeah, I I don't like that kid, but it's fine. <laughs> um, it's it's fine. Uh, his, his also, so he 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 was the number one ranked player in the nation, and when he was in high school, yeah. he was in semi state against my high school team, and he kind of lost. And my high school team went on to win the state championship. But uh, yeah, uh, that that team had David Bell, who I talk about a lot in the football side, but um, yep. yeah. Also, what were you about to say? Now plays football. Yeah. Well, he no, played I was, you know, even the wizards. Yeah. The wizards are an interesting team too. Like again, what's the motivation for Russell Westbrook to win other than just to win the playoffs with the wizards? Like same thing with Bradley Bill. Like these guys aren't going to be on the team for long. So no, but they're competitors. The, the East is, is very confusing. Cause I feel like you have some teams that are just, Content to play, yeah. Well, I mean, for the so for the Wizards, Westbrook and Bradley Beal 
if they're not going to be on the team much longer, then why not go far? Because now you're just proving that you can still ball. Yeah. You can get a contract with another team. And who cares what happens to the Wizards after that? They they don't get a better draft pick. It doesn't hurt you. Sure. It helps your stock more than anything. But uh, I don't know. This yeah. Pacers team is also playing in the same kind of mindset. Like, I'm not going to be on this team next year, so let me ball out now so I can get a contract elsewhere and get out of town. Oh, God, man. Guys, the Pacers, seriously, the Pacers yeah. need to suck for five to ten years. I'm going to die on this hill and watch it. If they win the na- – I was about to say national championship. If they win the NBA finals this year, <laughs> awesome. Great. I love it. I hope this is the motivation that you took to say, you know what, we're going to prove Justin from the Naptown beat wrong. We're going to win the NBA finals just to spite him and his, like, two listeners. <sighs> I hope we haven't scared away no, people and- yet. Yeah, and, and what's funny is since we're on this tangent of of blowing it up, I saw an article uh, that was projecting the starters for the Indiana Pacers for the you know next season, whatever. And they have Karis LeVert as the point guard, Tim Hardaway Jr. as the shooting guard, TJ Warren as the small forward, Chris Stats Porzingis as the power forward, and Demonis Sabonis at the center because somehow we flip Miles Turner for one, if not both. I mean, maybe it's Miles Turner, Malcolm Brogdon for Tim Hardaway Jr. and Chris S. Porzingis, but that makes zero sense to me. But um, why would Dallas it, do that? This offseason is going to be very interesting. Yeah, I, I, it was one of those. I think they wanted clicks and they got one for me. So because yeah, they did. I click on that <laughs> stuff because I think it's interesting. They, I, it's it's interesting to think what? about. There's no reason why Dallas would trade Kristaps. Like, is there? I mean, oh, I, I guess I haven't paid attention this season. Like, oh my. No, I, I don't think so. But it's, I don't know. I think it's interesting because I could see the Pacers finally making moves this offseason. Because as much as you want to play Turner and Sabonis together, I don't think that's going to work. I think this season, it started to get better but then i i just don't think that's a long-term plan for success there also i i find it odd that malcolm brogdon is the guy getting flipped when we just paid him to come play here traded for for him to come play here um so that one strikes me as interesting i think the odd man out is tj warren i think if anybody's gonna get out of here it's tj warren yeah he also shocks me in that quote-unquote starting lineup yeah oh especially after he had some interesting remarks about the coach that potentially he then retracted, opted to have season ending surgery when he necessarily didn't need to at this moment. So I don't know. So, okay. So sorry, tangent again, we are always on a tangent on this show. TJ Warren reminds me, I'm don't compare. I'm not comparing the two of them. Spoiler. TJ Warren reminds me of Scottie Pippen. Like he's like, you know what? I don't want to play for you. Like I'm going to get surgery as late as possible and just screw over the team. Cause I want out of here. I'm never playing for the Pacers ever again. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, I'll play for you guys. I don't know. He also, his personality just kind of, I think it's just a, an odd character, but I'm totally fine. If, if they blow this roster up and you leave me Karis Levert, Osei Brissett and Keelan Martin and, 
I'll be fine. Just leave me those three guys. And Goga Bataste. We can't get rid of him either. He's the one that told the assistant coach to to sit down because, well, and yeah, some explicatives we, in there. But we yeah. need we need some scrappiness on the, on the roster yeah. again. We no, we need to be that pesky little Pacers team again from Indiana. Yeah. And leave me those four guys. That's a lot of people will say, no, we can't get rid of Sabonis. How could you ever say that? I was like, guys, you can't blow up a team unless you get rid of the best player <laughs> on the team. Like that's the thing. Like flipping Sabonis now will get you more draft picks, more player, more everything. Yeah. For the future. Like that, you have to get rid of some of your better players. And that's just how it has to be. I mean, players look at players the thunder. And picks, yeah. Players and picks that could be arguably better than Sabonis long term because you got to think Sabonis is the star on the Indiana Pacers. And if, if Demonis Sabonis is your star, then, then you have issues because out of all the stars in the league, he should not be the only one on a team. He goes out west, he's playing second fiddle, third fiddle to somebody. Even on the Nets, he's playing fourth, fifth fiddle to somebody. So I, you know, it's kind of, I hate to say that that his production is is because of his environment but i think it is he's getting the minutes he's getting the looks the offense is running through him he's not going to get that everywhere else so you trade him and he potentially doesn't do well anywhere else but you get your your haul for him and and you move on sabonis is like the gordon hayward of the utah jazz okay he was the star of that team he goes yeah. to a large market Okay, Gordon Hayward broke his ankle like completely in half. Yeah, that was bad. Whatever. But he was just never he was he never lived up to the hype of being the $146 million man. Yeah. He just didn't. So and now he's in Charlotte and he's playing second Injured. third fiddle to a 19-year-old. So yeah. And and that's not a knock on Sabonis or Hayward. They're great players in their own right and thrive when it's all focused on them. I'm just making the simple argument of you could plug another X player in there and you would get probably the same production. A team so, would buy Sabonis for what he is now to play him for less than he is playing for right now. Sure. The same reason the Nets went after LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have that depth, that championship team depth. And I think Sabonis deserves it. He's not going to win it in Indiana. So... And and the yeah. NBA is showing that you can't win a championship unless you have starters coming off the bench. That's that's just the thing. Yeah. You have to have starters on the bench, and that comes from a mindset from players saying, "You know what? I might not be getting 32 minutes on this team, but I'm going to get a ring." Yeah, yeah. I don't care I, as long as my paychecks go through, and like as long as my checks are cashed and I get a ring, I don't care. Like we're seeing that in the NBA, and like it, you know, it's. Flipping from team to team, I mean, for the longest time, it was the Warriors and Cavs. Everybody wanted to go get their ring chasing there. Yep. And now, I mean, the tides are turning. Things are changing, but... Uh, it's 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 all about who you surround yourself with because we, we see these moves, like you mentioned, Golden State. You had Steph, you got Clay, you got Draymond. They were great in their own right, and the Warriors got all three of those organically. Then you get guys like Kevin Durant that want to come play and and make that team even better. And then with the Nets, it was... All right, we have Kyrie. Who else are we going to get? Okay, we're going to get Kevin. All right, we're going to trade for James Harden. They all three want to play together. Same thing with the Lakers. You get LeBron James. Oh, who else wants to c- come play with him? Anthony Davis. Okay, we'll take him. Who wants to come play? Marcus Gasol. Sure. You know, welcome aboard. And 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 Montrezl Harrell. 
sure. You want to come to the other LA team? Go for it. Same thing with the Clippers. Kawhi Leonard comes. He brings Paul George. You have Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams. Uh, at that time, you had Montrezl Harrell. So, yeah. But you do want to talk about the Lakers and the Warriors. They are in the play-in tournament to try to get into the playoffs now. Yeah. Which I- interesting. Yeah. yeah. The Lakers, the NBA champions. Sure get in. The, the Lakers I, I think so. Sure Whether they lose this game to the Warriors, who are kind of riding hot right now, um, especially since it looks like LeBron might not be playing. Sorry, somebody on the Celtics just severely got hurt right there. I'm trying to look at who it is. Oh, he came down on his ankle wrong. That's awful. Um, yeah, so I think both the Warriors and Lakers are going to end up making it in. Ooh, that did not look great. Sorry, guys. Don't watch games and record podcasts at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because let's see. The the Spurs and the Grizzlies play, and then one of them is eliminated. The Warriors-Lakers play. One of them moves on, and then the loser of that gets to play the winner of the Spurs and Grizzlies. So I think it will be... Yeah. I think I, Warriors I think will. I think Warriors win against the Lakers, and the mm-hmm. Lakers beat the Grizzlies. I think that's fair. LeBron knows he has to win one game. He doesn't have to win two. So, mm-hmm. and also, you looking at if you look at matchups, do the Lakers want to play the Jazz or do they want to play the Suns? <laughs> yeah, I'd rather play you the could, Suns. You could argue. You could say oh, that I'm about sorry. both teams. <laughs> I, I'd actually almost rather play the. The Jazz. I mean, I don't. I, I mean, they're the top two teams in the league. See, my whole thing about that: the Jazz have been one of the top two teams in the league, if not the top team in the league for a majority of the season. The Suns caught on late, so that always makes Wait, me you, nervous. You also got to look at. I mean, the Suns experience? are less experienced. Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Mikael. Is Bridges, LeBron playing tomorrow? Ball, is LeBron I, even playing? I don't think he I, is. It's the playoffs. I bet in some way, shape, or form. If he doesn't play in that game, he'll definitely play in the next game. I mean, if it's they, not an if elimination they tomorrow, game, though. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I could, you know, I, I still agree, though. Warriors and Lakers are definitely going to be the in the playoffs. It's just, how who do you want to play? Because at this point, they have the opportunity to decide who they're going to play. Yeah. Because I, I don't, I, I think both teams would beat the Grizzlies or the. Yeah. Or the Spurs, for sure. If I'm the Warriors, I want to play the Jazz because I can pretty much match them toe-for-toe, at least shooting-wise. With Steph Curry alone, you can match the Jazz shooting-wise. I don't know how you do in the paint with Rudy Gobert, but that's their problem to figure out, not mine. If the Lakers are healthy, I think they could also. Yeah, they're just not a good three-point shooting team. So that's where I think they'd struggle. I think they'd be better off going up against the Suns. Also, you have the Chris Paul effect who never makes it past very far. So, And LeBron James's familiarity with Chris Paul. I think he knows yeah. Chris Paul more than he does uh, yeah, Anthony anybody Davis. on the Jazz, for that matter. Or, yeah. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, even Mike Conley. I don't think he knows him yeah. as well as he does Chris Paul. Well, it's all speculation until it all happens. So tomorrow <laughs> night is one the other playing games for the Western Conference. This will be interesting. First ever play uh, playing game tournament. Pacers win the first ever game in a blowout win, 144 to 117. I like it. I don't. You, you don't like the. I, I like the play. I, I like the. I, I like the idea of the playing game because, or the playing tournament because it, it gives you that March Madness feel. It's one and you have one chance to win. Yeah. 
to get in. Uh, I wish I wish more of the playoffs were like this. Like you have three games to win or something like that, but we all know it's a business. Gotta yep. make money. Yep. So we'll see what happens. Uh I mean, next week we we might be talking about the Pacers in the playoffs against the 76ers. Uh, we might not be. Who knows? <laughs> we might well, be like, you guys that, suck. That would probably help us because the Colts are about to take a two-month hiatus. And <laughs> unless right. we want to spend our time talking about the Indians and the 11. Speculation uh, for, time. Speculation time, yeah. Uh, time to start no, uh, we'll mock have... drafting in the NBA draft. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we could do that. But yeah, so I guess we failed to mention that. The Colts will be taking June and July off and, and coming back in August. It was something they worked out with the coaches and the NFLPA through Ryan Kelly. I, I something He worked it out with Frank Gregg. That's all I know. It was kind of a, a backdoor handshake of if everybody shows up to the voluntary workouts, we can get the next two months off and, and then they did. come back for like three yeah. days. So, and you know, I, I good deal. quick moment. Uh, I saw on Twitter, like, you know, the NFL soft, like the the team's going to be gone for two months. I'm like, you know what? But they didn't show up until like August last year and look how they still performed. Like they're, it's not, they're just not doing anything. Like they're still working out. They're still doing all these things. Like they're still improving themselves. I mean, as long as they don't I'll come see. back with 50 pounds heavier and can't play anymore. I don't care what they do for two months. Less I mean, injuries. also you can't. You can't call them soft when they get two months off and then are on the clock for probably the next seven. So, and they put their body at yeah the highest. I I can't with yeah. people on social media because you Listen, don't understand. Guys, it's it's the middle of summer, June and July. There's no way they're just gonna sit at sit at home and do nothing. Like yeah, like Darius Leonard's in the gym at five a.m. every morning. There's no mm-hmm. way he's slacking off, and there's no I'm way not. all these other guys are in the summer. I mean, heck, I like like any other person. I am the most physically active between the months of April and and August. That's because it's the nicest time to be outside and and to do things outside. They're human beings. They're just like us. That's what they're gonna do. So I'm not worried about. I'm more worried about the winter months, the bye week. Christmas, Thanksgiving, stuff like that. That's when that's when it's I get be, more concerned about that. It's going to be a long season and guess yeah. what? 2 months off means 2 months of likely Rest. no injuries. So Yeah. 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 All right. Well, so so do we hope for a Pacers win or do we hope for a Pacers loss? I'm I hoping next for, week for we're talking about wise. the offseason. Okay. Content-wise, <laughs> I hope we win. I'm I'm on this team now. It's see you you made your bed now. You won the first game. You better darn well win the whole thing now because there's no turn exactly back. like if you there make is, the playoffs, you better win the next sixteen you better, games. Like yeah, you, you better win the whole tournament because there is no turning back now. You made your I, statement. You won the first game. At this point, you better win the next seventeen straight games because yep. if you don't, I'm gonna be so. Pissed. We were right. We were right all along. Wait. It, or I told you so. Uh, but yes, so next week we will have recapping the Pacers game. We will see how that goes. We will have hopefully the end of Colts training camp part one, uh, our voluntary workouts part one. We have a little bit of speculation time there. Uh, we'll have more Indy 11, more Indy Indians because they play constantly. Uh, but yeah, we'll have that all here covered for you on the Naptown B podcast. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.